Are you tired of the cast? Are you sick of its casty ways? Well then, kill the cast. Are you having trouble in the bedroom? Is your wife tearing down your confidence and your manhood on a daily basis? Are your kids the bastard children of other men? Well then, what are you waiting for? Kill the cast. Kill the cast. Kill the cast. When you can no longer stand exotic, ravishing women approaching you in the street looking for a good time. When those bi-weekly infant blood transfusions simply aren't enough. When your parents just don't understand. It's time to kill the cast. Kill the cast. Kill the cast is the viable, safe alternative to injuring the cast, hurting the cast's feelings, or merely poking the cast with a stick. Why bother to leave the cast alive when you can kill the cast? Kill the cast is vitamin rich and is part of a high protein, low carb and low sugar diet. It's also calorie free, diabetic friendly and recommended by 10 out of 10 dentists. Kill the cast. Kill the cast. Kill the cast. I'm Mr. Watson from Horror Corridor part of the Horrorphilia Network of Horror Podcasts, and I approve this message. A little bit of sauce and then it becomes quite the cynic. I'm not a cynic, friend. I'll be quite a cynic as Master Vic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and we are here, as always, with the ever-quotable Jay. I'm the master, and you're the puppet. If you say so. And, of course, we are also joined by the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Hi! That was fucking weird. Uh, okay. You guys are on your own for the rest of the show. For real. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Um, Jay, how you been, man? What's up? Uh, pretty good. I went to E3. That was fun. Uh, no real horror games. They announced Evil, uh, Evil, what is it? Evil Within 2. But it wasn't playable, so I don't really have any news about horror that came from E3. All I care about is the, the 2D Metroid game that's coming to the 3DS. That's, that's about all I care about. Yeah, that should be good. So, Kenneth, how you been? Pretty good. Uh, went and saw Alien Covenant, and I also went and saw Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, those were pretty good. Uh, other than that, I really hadn't done much of shit except sit around and read Hellblazer. Word. I also went and saw Pirates of the Caribbean 5 and Alien Covenant, and I liked both. And apparently I like Alien Covenant way more than most people. I am with you. I loved it as much as you, so fuck those other people. For real. Like, Kenneth. Man, it's... It's it's crazy to me how many people did not like Alien Covenant. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just it wasn't what I wanted. You know, it, it to me, it didn't seem like Ridley Scott was making a movie to his potential. He was making a movie to get people to shut up. And that's what I felt like it was. But it was still entertaining. Yeah, and I do agree with you on that. I, I don't think he went all out Ridley Scott on it. And I do think he made a movie for all the people that bitched about Prometheus. Um, but I still highly enjoyed it. Um, 
And I also got uh, June's Horror Pack in, which was good. I did a Facebook Live in the uh, Facebook group. And I while I was also recording it for YouTube, I did both at the same time. And so you can either go in the Facebook Live group and watch that video, which went on for like an, almost an hour and a half. Or you can watch the less than 10 minute YouTube version. Um, <laughs> so... It was an okay pack. Let me grab this shit. We had uh, Children of the Corn Genesis, which I've never seen, but everyone was actually telling me it's pretty good. We've got Kenneth's favorite, Deathgasm. Woohoo! Which That's is, a good movie. Uh, I love Deathgasm. Uh, we have Killer Pinata, which uh, was the horror pack exclusive, and I was also told uh, someone uh, rapes the pinata in this movie. <laughs> Is that why I get pissed off and kills people? I don't know, but oh, it, when I was doing word. when I was doing the Facebook Live video, I think it was Derek. Uh, shout out to ten out of ten, Derek. He uh, told me that someone that there was pinata rape, and I'm like, oh shit, the pinata rapes people? What the fuck? And he's like, no, 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 someone rapes the pinata. No, oh, like, oh fuck me, my word. Um, and then we also had uh, Scarehouse which was the one that was signed. And this is actually the debut feature uh, full-length movie of Gavin Michael Booth, who has directed uh, a bunch of music videos. He, he's even directed some 311... Vi- uh, not 311. Fucking totally wrong, man. Th- Third Eye Blind music videos. Oh, man. Um, You're going to piss somebody off with that comment. For real. Uh, and uh, he actually saw our, my YouTube video dug it and wants to come on the podcast so we're going to talk to him about Scarehouse sometime in the near future which you can actually watch on his website i will actually pull the the link to Scarehouse so you can watch it on his website the blu-ray will officially come out next month i believe is what he told me so for right now it's only in horror pack but like next month you should actually be able to buy it on blu-ray so it's really cool we're gonna we're gonna check out some independent horror soon Review it and talk to him. So that's going to come out sometime in the near future. He's a really cool dude. Um, So I'm excited about it. Um, And before we get into our main feature, some more news came out about the Friday the 13th uh, lawsuit. So I'm going to quote this. This is from a website, and I feel really bad because now I can't remember the website's name. But it was either Pop Horror or Horror Freak News. One of those two. But I'm just going to quote them, and uh, it is, In simple terms, Miller will retain the rights to the name Friday the 13th, while Horror Inc. and Sean Cunningham will retain the rights to Jason Voorhees. The reason that Horror Inc. and Cunningham can keep Jason is because their version we know only appeared in later films that Miller was not associated with. That means that Victor Miller can make a Friday the 13th film, but he cannot include Jason and Sean Cunningham can make a Jason movie, just not using the Friday the Thirteenth title. So Miller basically. Well, how's this going to work for the remake? That's the question. What remake? The reboot, whatever. Dude, that's, oh, that, that shit's already been stopped, man. Yeah, that shit got oh. is dead. It's dead in the water. They've already canceled it. Well, that mm-hmm. makes me sad. Yeah, that got canceled like a month ago. Well, the fuck? I don't know anything. Ah, the fair fucked enough, up thing about true. it is, is we're at the thirteenth film. 
the, are the we? newest yep, oh the yeah newest we are huh? would be the 13th film and damn they can't get their fucking shit together you yeah. think both these people would just come together and be like hey we all like money uh well i i remember when this first came out and uh I, at this point it's spite because Sean Cunningham was saying, well, Victor Miller was a work for hire. And if you know anything about that, a work for hire does not have the legal rights to claim anything uh, as a copyright for their own because they are a work for hire there. They're just a contract worker to do the job. Um, And he claims that he was not. And apparently Sean Cunningham could not come up with anything to prove otherwise. Um... And while Victor Miller originally was going to try to take Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees, he could not claim Jason Voorhees because the only thing that... He didn't even write anything about Jason Voorhees in his original script from what I heard. So, he uh, he, he was just trying to spite Sean Cunningham at this point, I think. Um, but he's... Congratulations, you have Friday the 13th, um, the title, which will do nothing for you because, let's be honest... Without Jason, no one gives a damn. You're not going to be able to put out an anthology movie like the Friday the 13th anthology series. No one is going to care. You can't do anything with that title. Um, And and honestly, we can do more Jason Voorhees movies without the Friday the 13th title. We've done it twice now with Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X and Freddy vs. Jason. We don't need the Friday the 13th title. We can still have a Jason movie they'll just yeah. have to get better at naming it jason yeah, returns jason uh, the revenge jason meets his uh, they dad can ca- they, can, <laughs> hell, they can call the newest one hell they can just call it the 13th friday and you can put it backwards and just call it the 13th friday and i guarantee you they'd figure out a way to loophole no, that shit that i don't like that they should stick with jason no i'm just saying that's the way you could do it you could call it jason something or whatever the jason fuck, the 13th call it the, friday yeah, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there you go, right there. Yeah. We'll I, take credit for that, uh, New Line Cinema or whoever. Yeah, Sean Thank Cunningham. You. Don't call me a work for hire. I oh. mean, so. It's dope, though. I mean, I'm glad it's finally settled. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think Victor Miller won anything in this. Congratulations, you have a title. That's all you have. I don't think... I don't think they can do anything with that. There's, I mean, without Jason, no one gives a shit about Friday the 13th. I mean, nobody, nobody, I mean, the, the, the idea behind the, uh, behind the series was a cool idea, but nobody, but you're right. Nobody gave a shit about it because it didn't have Jason in it. Yes, exactly. So who cares? It's congratulations, I guess, but it doesn't matter. So anyway, we tonight, are covering a uh, one of the longest running franchises by Full Moon ever, Puppet Master. Do, 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 Came do, out do, do. in 1989. It had okay, so I had a little bit of hard time finding actually any actual information uh, about their budget, but I did find something that said a four hundred thousand dollar budget. Um, so psychics find themselves. Plotted against by a former cog, cog, ugh, fuck me, colleague who committed suicide after discovering animated murderous puppets. It's directed by David Schmoller, 
and written by Charles Brand and Kenneth J. Hall. And uh, also, there's two other people that are kind of credited with it, the director and also J.S. Cardone. Um, it has a 5.7 rating on IMDb, which is which is pretty good for a horror movie. I so. feel like that's very generous for really for this horror movie. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is gonna be interesting then, because I think that's low. Um. Why is Justin j- fucking JP from goddamn Twenty Two Shots messaging me? Shut the fuck up, JP. You're ruining my show. Anyway. No, you're ruining the show by checking your phone. No, it's because I'm looking. All my notes are on my phone. Oh, that makes sense then. I yeah. forgive you. Okay, so this movie starts off with a dude named Andre Talon, who is a puppet master. He uh, found some Egyptian scrolls that were taught down throughout history, and he can now uh, make inanimate objects live objects. I have a question for y'all. Semen. Um, semen, okay. Um... Oh, fuck, I forgot the question. It was in my <laughs> head, and I literally just I'm fucking blanked. So anyway, uh, Andre's got these puppets. We see one's running around. Uh, we see uh, the men in black show up, because obviously there's aliens involved. Those are Nazis. Those aren't the men in black. What do you mean they're not? The, but I was singing the men in black song. Here I really, really the like... men in black. I really Those like how not. they shot that. The little dude running around. Oh, oh yeah, the yes, puppet that running. That was cool. That yeah, yeah actually, it, said that it was didn't. Cool. It didn't make any sense, but no, because you could hear him breathing and shit, and make a little noise and whatever. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I I was like, he's breathing a little too hard. Some like at this point, no one would probably notice it, but later on in the movie, when everyone's at the hotel and there's no other people there and they're all running around and shit, I'm like, come on, man, you don't fucking have. Uh, you don't fucking have any kind of like way to not hear someone breathing and running around. You don't hear. <sighs> you don't hear that. Come on, fuck out of here. Well, it's, the, it's the same thing at the beginning, man. You mean to tell me that out of all them people that are running through there, nobody would see that little dude with a hat on running across the fuck? I mean, he's right in the middle of the sidewalk. It ain't like he's hiding. He's very. He's very. He played a lot of Metal Gear in his day. Okay. <laughs> he, he's really, really solid at, at stealth maneuvers. Um, but for real, I he, mean, one woman and a dog noticed this thing running through the halls. How do you think that woman <laughs> felt like, what the fuck did I just see? I can't even report this. Everyone's going to think I'm, I'm, I'm taking too much, too much Vicodin. I can't, I can't right. say anything. That's one of the things where you just look down at it, and instead of screaming or whatever, you're just like, I need to go take a nap. I've been up too long. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and so uh, uh, he, he opens uh, fucking Andre. Andre. He opens up the wall. He hides the puppets in there. Blade shows up at the last minute. He puts Blade in there. Also, the German guys show up, and he doesn't even like try to shoot them out with it first. He just immediately kills himself. Like, that's an awesome scene too. I like, like I, I don't know if it was me though. I would at least try to take a couple of pop shots. Like, I'm not. I mean, like it's not like you're in Germany. You're in America. How many Nazis can they honestly send over? 
There can't All be there can't be yeah. that many hidden around. Uh, I mean, it is 1939. This is before America's gotten into the war, so I guess there could be more Nazis around without us knowing. But still, this is very early for Nazis to be showing up to try to find puppets. But I guess uh, one of my favorite things is occultism when it comes to Nazis. The whole mythology yeah. of the occult feel in Nazism is is actually really good. Yeah, I was I was actually just fixing to mention that. I mean, it's just like I I seriously doubt they give a shit about the puppets. They probably just want the scroll so that way, uh, you know, uh, the Fuhrer can live forever. Yeah. Well, oh fuck! I didn't even put that together. I just thought they wanted weird shit. No, they wanted the formula and the guy yep. that knows how to use the formula. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they probably he probably killed himself to avoid being tortured. And a man that fucking old, I imagine torture would probably be a lot worse than somebody our age. Yeah, and you know what else? Why didn't uh, uh, Andre have his puppets help him like get shit ready for all this? Like he just starts setting them in there. He doesn't have any of them like help him get anything ready at all. I'm like, I don't know. you're because fucking... he just wanted to live happily ever after with his puppets. Yeah, was he fucking the puppets? Probably. At least one of them. That's weird. Now, yeah, you take the leeches out of that one. That might be pretty awesome. You know, I, I like the leech woman is the only one that I have a legit problem with. Because it doesn't make sense. Even in the world. She should not be able to produce living organisms. Yeah, even even in the world of not making sense. Did she have the leeches already inside of her when she was in the trunk and those leeches, like, survive? And we're talking a lot of, way too many leeches that could actually fit in that body. Or is there some kind of magic that just creates a leech on the spot for her to fucking spit out? Like, is she, like, fuck giving life to an inanimate object. This inanimate object just created life. Yep. Yeah, that, that part bothers me, too. Like all the other puppets, I'm cool with a hundred percent. The the uh, one that I'll was looking what, out the window I, was a little of a racist stereotype, but it's the '80s. I'll forgive it. I'll tell you what, they missed an opportunity with Tunnler because his name is Tunnler. I should have called him Drill Sergeant. Oh my yeah. God, they should have. Why did they not do that? He was fucking dressed like a Gosh. military officer, and he had a drill on his head. That's Drill Sergeant. Yeah, literally. That's pretty good. Man, see, this is if if Mega Man would have created him, he would have been named right. No, they're all man in Mega Man. You'd be Drill Man. Oh, you're right. Damn it, Mega Man, you let me down again. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. The Leech Woman gets killed in the second one anyway. Oh well, I haven't seen the second one. God damn it! <laughs> you're killing me. Actually, I watched the trailer for the second one, and I was like, this doesn't look good. Like at all, like and keep in mind, I actually liked this movie watching it, because um, I probably I, 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 I enjoy this movie. I watched it a lot when I was younger, but you know, in the second one, they kind of change up the mythology a little bit. So uh, you, a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to not make it to where he doesn't want to watch it, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I kind of want to watch him now. I like. I don't know if I'm going to buy the cheap DVD or I'm going to look at the the Blu-ray releases, but. I kind of want to see where this series goes. Yeah, I might end up just going and buying that $10 cheap DVD. I don't even think I paid $10. James, no, you paid $10? It's $7.50. Oh. Yeah. I looked at it tonight because I went to Walmart right before I came. Well, I'll tell you what. 
I don't know how you feel, Kenneth, but I feel like they're just VHS rips after the first one. Oh, yeah, the quality is fucking shit. <laughs> I watched the second one today, and I was, it was actually kind of difficult because I was like, my God, this looks like crap. looks like a shitty YouTube video. I wonder if any of them are streaming. I, mean, those uh, seem I like think some of them are on Hulu I'm because look. Full Moon put a bunch of stuff on Hulu. I'll check while we talk. Okay, cool. Um, Let's see. So, we're not going to walk through the whole movie, but I do want to get through this setup. Um, we then go to Yale uh, University present day where a guy is uh, dreaming of leeches. Um, and then we have a cut to a fortune teller who... Okay, now if I go to a fortune teller, at first I really thought she sucked. Because she was like, I see retail in your future. And she's like, haha, retail, yeah. whatever happened. And then she changed Oh, I mean, um, I only saw retail because you're going to be a... Uh, fucking foreman construction worker building a shopping mall and you're going to get rich. And I'm like, uh, building a, a store that will be retail is not the same as being in retail. And then she looks to the to the lady and she's like, your grandmother is going to die. And she's like, mine's already in it. Oh, uh, it must be his. Like, what the fuck? And then out of nowhere, she has an acid trip and sees all this weird shit. And then we just cut away. Like, we have no idea. Like, what do y'all think that dude and chick thought when she's all fucking having an epileptic seizure in front of them and then she's just like, what did she say to, uh, please leave? Uh, Maybe. I don't remember. No, she Could didn't say anything to him. It's just, that's what I'm asking. Like, what, I want to see the conclusion of that scene. I need to know how they react in a situation like this. You know, the blonde girl that she was talking to is a girl from Reanimator. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I did not realize that. Yeah, I looked it up earlier today because I was like, man, she looks familiar and hot. I can swear okay. I've seen her titties before. <laughs> yeah. Update. Uh, every single one of them is included with the full moon on Amazon for six ninety nine a month. So if you do the seven-day free trial, you can burn through all the Puppet Masters for free. Yeah, but uh, then otherwise, you're asking... one and these, two is on Hulu. If these are bad, then I'm going to watch fucking... How many movies are there? Like seven? Eight? Nine. Nine? Nine movies in seven Nine days? Or ten. That's just, oh, that's going to be great. I can't wait for the next podcast where y'all go, guys, Jerry's not here. He tried to watch all nine Puppet Master movies and ended up fucking killing himself. Otherwise, uh, some of them here and there are included with Prime by itself. Four is included. Uh, five is included. Or... You could just pay for one month of that channel, watch some other cool full moon shit, because that's not only that's not the only these are not the only cool full moon movies, and you'll actually end up paying less for that one month than you would for buying the DVDs. That's true, and I bet the streaming service has better than VHS rips. Probably, and it's probably got subspecies on it too. Uh, as far as I know, it's pretty much every full moon movie. And subspecies, those were fucking great. Hmm, interesting. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's probably the cheapest way for you people out there that want to do it. Seven bucks, you can get a month of full moon included with your Amazon Prime and watch everything full moon related. Yeah. Um, so then we go, uh, to a guy in the ponytail. Why is it every time we see a guy in a ponytail in the eighties, he's always like losing all the hair on the front of his fucking head. That was his the style back then like yep. the stylish little pony nub with the uh, receding hairline 
Yeah. So anyway, he's doing... Him and another chick are doing sex experiments. I guess I should start telling you all these people's names. Uh, the guy getting the leeches is Alex. Uh, the uh, fortune teller is Dana. Uh, here we have Frank and Carissa. Carissa's the blonde. Frank's the guy with the ponytail who can't uh, let it go that he's getting old as shit. And they're doing some kind of psychic sex experiments, which I'm assuming if this was a real thing, Kenneth and Jay would not be here because they would be signing up for it. And there's Damn a down. train. Sorry. Oh, you're good. I mean, yeah, Jay, how dare you have a train in the background? What the fuck? Well, I have to keep it going. Wait, why are you running a train? And who are you running a train on? <laughs> this is a real train, so I'm running it on the town of Monroe. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Uh, that's Take weird. that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, they're doing some kind of experiments, and... At some point, I swear, I hear the words man-horse rape. He he looks over at Carissa and goes, did you get man-horse ho- rape? And she's like, no. And Something along those lines, There yeah. were no subtitles on my Blu-ray, so I could not double-check this. <laughs> so, because I cannot double-check this, I'm assuming they had man-horse rape, which either means... A interspecies sin- erotica fucko. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was either a centaur action or it was a Mr. Hands action. I'm not sure which one. Um so anyway, they uh fucking Frank gets in touch with Alex and he's like Gallagher has found the location of the puppet master and the white witch has found the location. The white witch is Dana by the way, in case y'all didn't know. Because they don't really do... They say her... They, like, call her the White Witch one other time in this movie, and that's it. Uh, So, they go to the location and found out that Neil shot himself, and he left a note not to be buried until they arrived. So, now they're all at this hotel, the Bodega Inn, and uh, shit's about to go down. From here, we actually have a really decent uh, mystery. Like, the whole psychic mystery of all this is actually really fucking entertaining. Um, this actually, if they would have never even had the puppets in this movie, there was still a weird, cool, psychic mystery right. story to be told. Um, and I was I was actually really fucking down like that. But you can, like, right off the back tell, shit's not right. But at first, did y'all feel like Frank was the bad guy at first? That you were going to find out that Frank is, is going to fuck everybody over? Which one's Frank again? Ponytail guy. Oh. No. He was giving me some shady vibes. I was not, I just didn't feel like it. And, 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 and then, so if I didn't trust him, and then I didn't, so I didn't trust Carissa, the blonde hair chick he's with. And then Dana, the red hair chick, pulls out this long ass needle and shoves it into the dead fucking body. So I was just like, okay, I don't trust any of them except for Alex, who's actually showing compassion for uh, Sarah, the wife of Neil, who is dead. Compassion, my ass. The first thing he thought to himself is this a vulnerable chick that I can get some with. Yeah, but let's think about that for a second. He turns down Dana Dana later on for free sex. Yeah, because he doesn't. He's to... probably already had sex with her. I would since want they're to all these close. 
Yo, I psychics would, and shit. I would for sure throw down with Dana. She was, she was. I actually thought she was hotter than the blonde chick. Me too, me too. But actually, going back to what you were saying before, the the person I knew who it was, you know, because I watched this movie when I was a kid. But if, but if I hadn't, I probably the person that I would have felt the most easy, uh, most uneasy, is uh, you know, Frau Bruja or whatever, you know, the chick in the blue that was there, the the like caretaker lady that said don't move the body oh the maid uh what was teresa yeah yeah but teresa. That's, that's who she reminded me of if you got the reference uh, if you didn't so. yeah i get that but at that point i would have to be suspect of sarah also and i just wasn't my focus was just on frank i was like i don't trust this motherfucker like some shit's going on um so they have a dinner t- table scene, and Dana's a bitch. Dana's a complete cunt. Holy shit. She just straight up tells Sarah that her her husband, who just died, was an asshole who just married her for her money and fucked everybody over. Um, and at so this least she's point, honest. Yes, but at this point, we do actually find out some stuff. We find out that Dana is a fortune teller. Carissa can touch an object and know its entire past. Alex dreams of the future. And uh, Frank was actually working with Neil to find out how the Egyptians had a way to bring life to inanimate objects. Um, and that they were on the hunt for this for the last known puppet master who uh, was from the 20s and died in 1939. And the Hollywood uh, stars who had sex on the bed. Yes, uh, that would be Carissa. She has the ability to tell you who fucked in this bed about two lesbians from the Navy who spent their entire leave in a bathtub. She gets really into it. Now, here's my question to y'all. Cause she seems like, like when she touches stuff, she feels it. So she, she's getting like almost like free orgasms by touching things that people have fucked on. Can you imagine if you handed her a vibrator? Yeah, for real. Now here's my question though. Does that mean like if she touched something that like some really bad shit happened on, like if she touched a bed that someone was like raped or murdered or tortured on, like say for instance she touched the bed of the guy from Seven? Do you remember that? It's ironic. It's ironic that you say that because I watched Seven with the commentary earlier today. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's a Kill the Cash show coming up that has that. I wonder. Um, Probably not. That's not even close to horror. We don't cover thrillers. Moving on. (laughs) That's a good misdirect. Uh, The great misdirection that is kill the cast. So, now here's my question. If she can feel all the pleasure, I have to assume she can feel all the pain. So, now, if that's the case, would y'all want this power? Like, Kenneth. You have the power to feel like you're getting your dick sucked if someone got their dick sucked on this bed. But at the same time, if you happen to walk into the the attic of the house in Hellraiser, you would feel all the pain that Frank went through. Are you cool with that trade-off? It depends on if you have control of the ability or not. If you have no control of the ability, then no, because your entire life would be like that. Because yeah. Every single object on the planet had been has been touched or fondled just about by somebody that has either been through some pleasure or some pain. So you really, how would you even be able to function? 
you basically end up in a damn padded room that you would hope that they had just built. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I guess there would have to be some control. They really don't show it in the movie, so it's hard to tell. Um, or there was a there was another movie that I watched where somebody had that ability and they wore gloves all the time. Yeah, I mean, cuz that's X-Men. X-Men. X, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't X-Men. That's not what I'm thinking about, but you got to I know, I'm just kidding. That's very interesting. Now, Jay, would you take this ability? Or are you with, with Kenneth on this? Uh, no, if it's uncontrollable, no, I don't want it. Because my fucking luck, like, I'd sit down and take a shit in a public bathroom. And I'd have to experience, like, double shit. Because the last person that was there had diarrhea. And my day is just ruined. You know what? Fair enough. That makes sense. <laughs> That's the reason why no, I was in a public bathroom. I'd never be able to, like, you'd never be able to go to a hotel without... Some kind of either, like, sometimes you just don't want to get off. Sometimes you just want to go to bed. And so if you have to experience everything before you're able to be calm, then it's just a, a gamble. You'd never be able to go on vacation. You couldn't sleep over a friend's house of a couple who have crazy sex everywhere. Or you could. I would totally go to Jerry's house. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Fuck it. Uh, so... We have our first, like, actual attack from a puppet. Uh, we have Pinhead, who somehow can get to the fi- from uh, the piano to the fireplace so damn fast without making a sound, even though we're hearing sounds. Uh, our Teresa's just dumb and, and, and couldn't tell. But Teresa gets fucked up and goes missing, and we never see her uh, for a long fucking time. I just assumed she was dead and the body was hidden. Um, now a cool thing about Pinhead, that scene later on where he's like punching Dana in the face, (laughs) that is actually a female, uh, midget actress, stunt actress who is, who that's her hands punching Dana. And she said she had a really hard time with it because the way she was hidden, she could not actually see anything oh and she was so worried about actually punching dana and the the actress who played dana in the face that's funny so i thought that was that was a a cool bit of information um so uh neil's body is moved and i i've always wondered did neil at this point move his body himself is he already walking around because spoiler alert we find out he's walking around later on or does he have the puppets moving him? At this point, uh, what do y'all both. think? Probably him. Since nobody's around, it doesn't really matter. Those puppets would all have to work together, even with Pinhead, to move a body. That's true. And Blade's not going to be much of a help at all. Let's no. be honest. Uh, oh no, this person was bashed in the head, and they have tidy cuts on their ankles. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> How did this all well, happen? He could hook his pants leg or something and drag him. Yeah. By the way, this movie, uh, all this is happening on December 8th, so uh, this is this could be close to a Christmas watch, guys. You can watch this for Christmas. Um, we then go to uh, the sexual experimentation to talk to the dead. Now, I did not know that you could talk to the, to the dead by fucking. Had I known this, I wouldn't, uh, I, I would have never even looked at a Ouija board. We can just <laughs> we can just hold a séance by fucking. I want to know how this works. I need more information. If you have information on how uh, 
uh, fucking leads to talking to the dead, I need to know. It'll be awkward if I try to talk to a, a, a dead family member, but, you know, maybe I can reach out to someone else. I can reach out to Vincent Price while <laughs> getting a blowjob. That sounds like a great idea. Well, they call orgasms the little death. The little death? Who yeah, calls it the, the little death? Uh, I've never heard this. Yeah, it's from... Fuck, Curse of Chucky, Chucky, Seed, Bride, whichever. One of the Chucky movies, goddammit. Oh, that's probably why I don't know it. I fucking... Jennifer Tilly. I don't like the Chucky it movies. It wasn't just from that. It's been in other things, too. But that's actually, Oh, I'm sure. But that's what I remember it from. That's actually legit. They do call it that. Because there's something about... You know, when you when you come to the point of having an orgasm that, um, you know, like everything tenses up and it's the closest that you come to the the, I guess the ecstasy of the moment of death. So literally, say, but, the closest yeah, but you get to coming. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, man. I mean, you know, if you really think about that, it's just like you know, if you're uh, if you're going through something absolutely horrible before you die, it's just like when at what point. In that horrible act, does it become go from absolute terror to ecstasy? Yeah. So, Carissa ties Frank up and blindfold him. And at this point, I'm thinking, this is a really fucking weird movie for a killer doll film. Like, I, I did, I did not expect people to be holding a seance while getting rammed. Like, I completely forgot about the group of psychics. And so that was a nice little surprise for me. Yeah, like I felt watching this that maybe I, I've never seen the original Puppet Master film. I know I've seen a Puppet Master film. I don't think I've ever seen this one, the original, because I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is, I don't remember psychic fucking uh, seance uh, leech dreaming in my killer puppet movie. I don't remember this. <laughs> Who fucking did this? I did it. Apparently. Um, and I got I got to say, um, I don't know if y'all were paying close attention because y'all were watching that shitty VHS rip. But I'm no, watching no, no. it. See, the first one is an actual DVD rip copy. It's just the second oh, one. Oh, okay. Well, I was watching the Blu-ray. It's nice and pristine. Looks sexy as shit and all this. Really good Sounds quality. Sounds like it. Um, when, she's, when Blade's perverted fucking puppet ass is looking through the keyhole, <laughs> How does it, well, what, oh, dude, Blade could never jack off. Well, no, I guess he could on the hook, at the, as long as the, the hook's only pointed and it's not bladed on the inside. He could fucking rub himself with the hook, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't think he has a penis, though, considering uh, he's a puppet. Well, did, well, didn't Chucky have a penis? Didn't he impregnate another doll? Yeah, but that was different. I would love to know how that's different. Because because he took over the soul the he took over a fucking doll that was at retail of a right. little a little but then boy he doll. Got I'm pretty destroyed sure. They, oh, did he? And came back to life and rebuilt. Whoever rebuilt him was like, you know what? You know what? He's missing a dick. We need well, some we need some baby doll cock. Chucky, his girlfriend rebuilds him, so that makes sense. That does make sense. The whole point but... of the reason why Chucky was trying to put his soul into a person is because after a certain amount of time, his soul would be stuck in the doll. Yes. That turning him into an, uh, anatomically correct. That's the reason why later on in the series he's bleeding and shit, and you know he becomes more human. 
Wait, so at this point, no matter where they go in the series, has his time run out? Is he officially going to be a fucking doll forever? Like, can he no longer be go into a, a fucking human body? Well, they can make up whatever rules they want. Yeah, but pretty much at, at the point of Seed of Chucky, there really was no turning back for him. You know, but then they rebooted it with Curse of Chucky. Well, even when, like, the third one, at first it was like, you have to put your body into Andy. Oh, no you don't. Black kid works just fine. So Chucky yeah, enters a, a black, <laughs> a young black boy? No, yeah, he does not tr- succeed. He does he not. Was trying. He's trying to. He, he was remember, trying to enter a young black why boy. Why specifically? I don't think there was a specific reason for no, Andy. No, they said he had to put his... He, he could only transfer into the first person revealed his true identity to. Where do these rules come from? Like, who opened the voodoo The voodoo book? magic and, book of rules. <laughs> Where the okay, fuck is yeah, this book I at? I couldn't remember from the first one why why Andy was so significant. You know, I... Okay, I uh, we'll get back on Puppet Master here in one second. Do both of y'all like the Child's Play series? I do. I think it's entertaining because, you know, aside from the severity of the, you know, loopholes that are that are all in it. But, you know, I mean, because throughout the continuity of it, they change all kinds of shit. But yes, they you do. Know, overall, it's still entertaining, except for Seed of Chucky. I thought that was one of the worst pieces of shit I ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I didn't like Seed either. I, I don't I don't like the original Child's Play. I, I've never liked it. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's entertaining. I, I fucking I don't like it. Um and I've seen a couple more throughout the series. I saw the one with Jennifer Tilly gets turned into a doll. Oh, Jennifer Tilly's so hot, too. She mm-hmm. is, but I saw that one. I don't know which one that one is. I guess it's Bride. It's bride. Yeah, it's Bride. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I got, like, halfway through the one where they have a son, and he's pulling some, like, Ed Wood, Glenn, or Glenda shit or that something. Was, that's that's Cedar Chucky. And I, I think I got, like, halfway through that, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. I'm I'm not finishing this. Don't worry. In Curse of Chucky, she's no longer a doll anymore for some reason. Is Curse of Chucky good? Like, it's way better than uh, <laughs> than Seed of Chucky. Yeah, well, better I than mean, Bride of Chucky. A lot of people are gonna look better when compared to my penis compared to theirs, but that doesn't mean their have penis is good. Have you ever watched the? Have you ever watched the first one? Yeah, I've watched the first Child's Play a yeah, few times. He just times. said he didn't like it. I don't like okay. it. Okay, I was just making sure because I mean, I mean, I got thrown off a little bit when you went straight into you know, oh, I've seen, I think I've seen, and you went Seed and Bride of Chucky, which you know, if you if you if for anybody out there that's only seen those two, don't base the entire series on those two, because Ronnie Yu directed Bride of Chucky, and where it was entertaining at moments and amusing. I, I have no respect for Ronnie Yu doing horror movies after he did uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Interesting. I like Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, in comparison to the rest of them, I don't. Freddy vs. Jason was entertaining, but other than that, they totally fucked the lore up. Yeah, I have to agree there. Um, okay, let's get back on topic. Um, when she, when Carissa is fucking Frank and... Uh, Blade is looking through the keyhole. You can clearly see that the sheet is pulled all the way up to Frank's belly button. Oh, yeah, yeah, and totally. they are not fucking. But as soon as the puppets enter the room, the sheet's completely gone, and you can see his bare legs. 
Yeah, it's because somebody knows that that shot was fucked up, but they left it in there anyway for some reason. Yeah, they were like, dude, we're full moon. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, so then we get Tunneler who kills Carissa, and that was so fucking disappointing that that was not on screen. I'm always disappear- dis- disappeared. Disappointed when a kill isn't on screen in anything. I'm always disappointed when I pull my dick out. Um, right here. <laughs> Everyone's mis- been disappointed by me my entire life. Why would my dick be any different? Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I was just really upset that that wasn't. But then we get the leech woman scene, which I have to say, this is the most goddamn disturbing scene in the entire movie. It's fucking creepy. She is licking and kissing all over Frank's nipples. So, which makes me believe she's Japanese because she, well, Asian. She's Asian. Have y'all noticed that in all Asian porn, they're really about the chicks licking and kissing all over the guy's nipples? You don't see that shit in American porn. Just Asian porn. I, I never really thought about it until now. I like Bukaki. We're not. Ta- I'm not talking right? about pata- Bukaki. I'm, uh, or, you said Asian porn, and my mind immediately goes to Bukaki. It's your own fault. I like the ones when they put the cones around her neck. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, does anybody want to kill the uh, cast? Talks about porn episode. Uh, it'll be oh, like you this. Just got it. It'll be like the skeleton crew episode where fucking Alex, Dave, and Dan just talked about porn the entire episode. What do we kill the cast one, version? I, I thought it was one where this chick. She had this thing around her neck so the so the uh, jizz couldn't go anywhere. And she literally looked like she was afraid when it was getting up underneath her nose. I would imagine. <laughs> I was like, I was watching it and I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious, but you know, she apparently got paid well because it was uh, I can't remember her name, but it was the uh, it was somebody that I knew. Like you knew what, personally my... or just knew up in Yes. Porn? Best friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. No, it was somebody that I knew from porn. It wasn't one of those okay. obscure, random, you know, chicks that got paid, you know, 50 bucks to do this because they needed the extra money. Is anyone else disappointed that they never, like, I've never known anyone who actually did legit professional porn, even if they just did, like, one video? Why like, would I you do. know somebody who did legit porn? I do. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I wish I would, like, oh, yeah, I went to high school with them. And now they do porn. Like, I, I've, I've got, I have a friend who's a suicide girl who I knew from before she was a suicide girl because I dated her cousin. I've got friends that have done, like, new pictures that have surfaced on the internet. Uh, but I don't, like, know anyone who legit, like, at some point in their life did porn. I do. Did you know them beforehand? Before they well, did before porn? Before they started doing it? Yeah. Well, I I met them before I knew that they had done porn, and they were still doing it after I met them. Okay, so you were friends with someone who was already... See, I'm talking about, like, knowing someone before they did porn who then went into porn. Like... Oh, no. Like, most of the time, though, when I meet people like that, they've already, they're have already they already in the middle of doing it. Like, I met this, uh, this one chick at a uh, motorcycle rally that me and Damon were vending at, and uh, she she did it. You know, she was like in the middle of doing it, and then when I worked at Starship, I met this chick that did the uh, cam girl stuff, and she uh, she went from being a cam girl to doing some porn and stuff like that. Fair enough. 
Jay, I'm assuming you don't know anyone? Uh, no. I was friends with a porn star on Facebook, but I never met them in real life. Like, they were just in a, uh, a redhead appreciation group that I was in. Fair enough. Um, and then, uh, Jay, and then if you remember... So. Jerry, if you remember, I met that one chick when I was working at Starship, too. Uh, I can't remember the porn star's name, though. But she was in Pirates, and, and she was in a couple other things. As a matter of fact, I think I... I think I got a picture signed for you. You never gave me this picture. Are you talking about fucking um, G- uh, uh, Jesse James? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got a picture signed for Jesse James and I never got it? Jesse Jane, and yes. What? Find this damn thing. I could have swore I gave it to you. Nah, bro. I, I remember you... No, that was Sophie D. You were telling me Sophie D was coming through on a strip tour and you wanted me to come down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so you remember when I met Jesse Jane. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, So, anyway, Leech (laughs) Woman is spitting up uh, leeches now onto this guy, um, which is really fucking gross and uh, is pretty disturbing. And I have to say that the the effects are good. It makes no goddamn sense, but the effects are really good. So, I do like that scene. Um, But... (sighs) I just, how does she spit out three fucking leeches? She's tiny. I don't know. It's magic. It's yeah, yeah. I'm just Egyptian maybe magic. Theory, maybe your theory from earlier, man, where it's just like you know, it just creates life. You know, maybe that's a metaphor for birth. But here's the thing: fuck giving life to an inanimate object if you can literally create life. Unless they only figured out how to create leeches. Maybe that's what it was. They only figured out how to create leeches. Well, it's not like there's really a whole lot to a leech. That's true. We've known a few in our life. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how do y'all feel about Dana carrying around her dead dog? Her dead stuffed dog? Uh, like, makes sense. She's a psychic witch. She probably talks to it. I know, but like that makes like being an old cat lady look sane. Yeah, well. That was, the only thing, that, was the, that was the only theory I could come up with, is that the dog spirit is still in the, uh, is still in the stuffed dog or some shit. I don't know. But you know, at the end of the movie, they use the goo or whatever to bring it back to life. Did you notice that? Yeah, she brings it. I was going to get to that later because I, I, it makes me wonder how much Sarah knew throughout this entire thing. Because it makes that, me go, that's... maybe she's not innocent. And that's why Alex was having the dreams about Sarah and the mask guy, which would turn out to be Neil. Uh, and that was his dreams foretelling that, hey, she's got a part of this. She's in this. You just don't know. But Could apparently very well be true. The, the second movie doesn't go back to Neil. So maybe because it nope. goes back to the old to the old dude from the from earlier in the movie. So fuck that ending, I guess. Um. So anyway, Dana's chilling with her dog, Leroy, because Alex won't fuck her. Um, Neil shows up in Dana's room. Dana does a spell thing on Neil, which I guess does nothing. And then Pinhead shows up again, grabs her, but she's like, yo, fuck that shit, and she throws that motherfucker. Kind of how you feel about Chucky. Exactly. Throw her. Look, there's all of you people fighting. Throw him. Kick him. Fucking put your hand out on top of his head and just hold him there like a fucking cartoon. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Uh, But anyway, he fucks up her legs, throws her down, and she throws him down the stairs, but Blade shows up. 
and chases her into the elevator and thinks she thinks she's all slick, but uh, Pinhead shows up. Uh, Chris browns her in the face a few times, and then she throws <laughs> him against the wall. Blade comes in, and Blade slits her fucking throat, and his eyes turn into blades because he's horny or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's his form of a boner. Penis. That's, that's, that's his puppet boner. Um, that's so, when he's getting excited. Yeah, so then we go into this whole weird Alex is back in his room and he has the dream thing where Megan knocks on the door. Let me show you something. Takes him up to this huge ballroom and it turns out to be fucking uh, Neil dancing with her and then he wakes up and then there's the head of the other three psychics in his bed and then he wakes up again and I'm just like, how many fake out fucking dreams are you going to have, bro? Jesus. That's um, always been something that's wigged me out, man. Like pulling the covers back on your bed and seeing something fucked up underneath the covers like that. Yeah. Here's the other thing I thought was weird. Neil's in the mask. He pulls out a German gun. Now, do you think that it, that means something? There's some some symbolism there, as uh, you know, the Nazis were bad, and that's why dude had to kill. That's why Andre had to kill himself because he didn't want someone evil to have this power. Or do you think they were too cheap to get another gun, so they just used the same Nazi gun? Too cheap. Too cheap? Because I've been debating, because it does make sense that uh, in this dream, Neil would have a Nazi gun. It wouldn't make sense to uh, to fucking uh, Alex, because he doesn't know that Nazis showed up, and that's why dude killed himself. But to the audience, it's a way to trigger us, so we know that, yo, Neil's evil. He's like a Nazi. The Nazis use Nazi guns. He's using a Nazi gun gotta be evil that's a little too on the fucking yeah that's a little too on the fucking nose uh but you know we're talking about a doll movie where you can have sex to have a seance so whatever um and finally we actually get some good gore we see uh all three of the dead psychics sitting at the stage and we get to see what tunnler did to carissa's eye which looked fantastic, didn't y'all? Do y'all like that? Yes, very much so. Um. So now we get the fucking uh, reveal. Neil is here in all his fucking uh, puppets, and he used a puppet master skills to bring himself to life. And um, I don't know. I was kind of like, okay, like I was a little disappointed in this reveal, just because. I, all this crazy shit has happened, and I feel like there's so much mystery that could have went on here for them to just be like, Neil brought himself back to life. No? Am I alone? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all feel like that was that was a pretty proper <laughs> one? I thought, I, the whole time I was watching this movie, I felt like it was coming anyway. I, I never, there was never a point that I was what? watching this, even when I was younger, that I didn't think that he was doing it. it was the whole time you you felt like you were coming, why didn't you just stop jacking off? <laughs> I just, it just I feels just, so good. Yeah, it does. I just, I felt like it was that dude the whole time, man. I mean, I was just like, at some points in the movie, I was just waiting on him to kind of rise up out of the casket, Michael Myers style. Yeah, so, oh well, well, Neil gropes Dana a little bit and then explains that he killed all of them because they're psychically linked in thought and one of them would find out. Uh, but then he starts treating the puppets like shit and uh, 
You can't do that. Uh, you can't treat people who work for you like shit because they might try to kill you. I'm not saying this directly to any of my bosses at work, but I'm saying, hey, don't treat your people like shit. My favorite in this in this whole scene where uh, the the fight is going on between the two guys, between Alex and another dude, and the fight's going on and whatever. My favorite part about that is the gesture puppet with his different facial expressions. Yeah, he's all like concerned and shit about like Megan getting hit. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was great, man. Yeah, here here's my one problem though. Uh, they state that. The puppets take on the personality of whoever brings them to life. And that person is the puppet master who can control them. So, shouldn't they all be evil and show no concern for anyone but themselves? Oh, well, no, that makes sense. Because then they only give a shit about themselves, much like Neil does. And that's why they killed Neil, because Neil's mistreating him. And if someone was mistreating Neil, Neil would kill them. I just totally explained myself out of this. We're all good. Yep. You win, sir. Good night. <laughs> totally got that. So, there's a whole fight. And it's a pretty cool fight. Um, turns out the reason the blood, uh, when his fingers get chopped off, is green, was just so he's they... a puppet. Uh, well, no, because then a second later, his the blood coming out of his hand is yellow. Which is a re- which we know in a lot of movies represents embalming fluid. Like in mm. Phantasm. I just assume it's because he turned himself into a puppet. Why would why would that give them green blood? Like why becoming a? I don't know because that's the color of the formula. Uh, I don't. Is it wait formula? What formula? The formula that you use to bring things back to life. What formula? Fucking the old the old dude puppet master just whispered uh, uh, incantation into them and they came alive. Why do I think that? The, oh, you know what? I'm thinking of the second one. Never mind. Go on. Oh, they do some reanimator shit. The second one. What the fuck? How come in the first one he can just speak some shit and they come back alive? I don't know. What the fuck? By the way, and by the way, a few minutes ago you said something about what. Uh... Uh, the tumbler had done to Carissa's eye. Yes. It wasn't her eye. What it was her penis. It was her mouth. And but, I know because I have it paused freeze frame. Oh, oh, right I, now. oh, I said it was her eye, but it was her mouth. Giggity, giggity, goo. Okay. Because you know I'm always watching the movie, so I actually fast forwarded it to that part. And uh, yeah, I've got, it, I've got her fucked up face freeze framed on my TV right now. Gotcha. But anyway, the reason, the actual only reason that the fingertips uh, bleed green was because they were trying to not get hit by the sensors really hard because originally this was going to be a theatrical release. So they did green blood instead of red blood. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Makes sense. But apparently since they use uh, fucking... uh, Herbert West's fucking reanimation liquid to turn puppets into real life in the next movie, you can just say, oh, no, that's the make good liquid. Make good liquid. <laughs> make make good, good liquid. <laughs> come on, boys and girls, and come get your make good liquid. They actually use that trick quite a lot where they make the fluid coming out of a, or coming out of a body a different color to, make, to bring down the censorship. 
Because I was watching the Fifth Element the other day, and I was thinking about that when he's like pulling the stones out of that, uh, out of the uh, the diva. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's blue. And and yeah, and he's got blue all over his hands. And that all that makes that sense. Shit. She's a fucking alien. Yeah, but the same thing. If it if it had been red or any kind of gory, you know, that movie wouldn't have been able to be. You know, that movie was already rated R. I think it would have been fine. I doubt it. Actually, I, I think it's rated PG thirteen. What? Yeah, I think it Poppycock. is. Poppycock. I check. I check it real quick. I think it is actually rated PG thirteen. Um, so uh, they 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 end up fucking this dude up. They hold him down, and the leech woman spits a leech out into his mouth. Um, yay! And that was that was gross. Um, oh, you're right, PG thirteen. Yeah, right. see. And the funniest thing ever is when. Blade unhooks his lip. There's a pop sound, and that just had me yeah. laughing. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it was. Um, you know, when a movie ends like this, and there's like three people dead, um, what do you think the police thought of all this? Like the police show up, and there's a, a, a body, a dead body that died uh, a week ago that's now yeah. all fucked up, and then there's three other fucking bodies that have been really fucked up. Like, what did they do with the bodies? Like, did they hide the bodies? Is no one going to come looking for these people? Two of these people work at a fucking, like, college or university. You would think someone would fucking come around. And if they know that they're friends with fucking uh, uh, Alex, you got to think they're eventually going to be like, yo, Alex, you work at Yale. We're going to come visit you and talk to you about where the fuck your friends are. Do y'all ever think about that? Like, the I real don't like world? to think about stuff like that in movies like this because then it's just like you know like it could be said for every slasher movie like what do the cops think when they show up and everybody's dead and then just the one person survived like you know well i, I mean, don't like actually, to worry about they stuff actually like that. cover that in like friday the 13th movies which i always thought was pretty cool oh, um, God, jerry i think they just what? throw them motherfuckers off the cliff where that hotel was and say fuck it and if the cops show up oh well they shark food. I don't know. I, I was just curious. So then we get the last minute thing of Sarah walking up the stairs and she makes the dog real. And um, I don't know if this means that she was involved in all of this and she ended up playing Neil or she's going to bring Neil back or she's glad that Neil's gone because maybe they were in it together. But Neil turned on her at the last minute or what? I don't know what this ending means for this movie. It means, fuck you, they don't even cover it in the second one. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, uh, as for characters, acting, and developments, I feel like all the acting was okay. I don't feel like there was any bad acting. Do y'all feel like there was any bad acting? Uh, it's mediocre. It's not great, but it's... It it's, is it's, standard B-movie 80s. Yeah, um, I yeah feel like, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I feel like they did a decent job of quickly explaining the characters to you so you know who they are. The only bad part about that is is it would be really easy to miss a lot of things that explain these characters because they do it so fast. Um, but if you are paying attention, I think you will easily figure out what type of character they are. Though I do wish they would have flushed them out a little bit earlier on in the movie. And maybe actually done, added another 10, 15 minutes of character development so I would know a little bit more about them. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it was pretty straightforward. I mean, you know, by each one of the uh, by each one of these different people, you can tell fairly early what kind of people they are. You know, just by their uh, just by their actions, if not anything else. I mean, especially with the dude Alex, who's a uh, Yale professor. You know what I'm saying? Which is more than, which to me in 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 these in this particular movie you know he's at the kind of like the top of the hierarchy of the characters because you know he's at the top of his game he's a professor at yale of all these things and then right up underneath that you've got carissa and the other dude and they're and you can tell right at the beginning right there where their whole thing that they're doing is based around sex that they're going to be a little more sleazy and they come off as a little bit more sleazy later you know and then you've got the white witch you got dana who she's just a bitch, and you can tell that she's kind of, you know, when she's doing her little bit where she's trying to con those people out of her money, you can tell that she's going to be the one that's kind of a bitch. But at the same time, she knows what she's doing. So I think it's pretty straightforward. Interesting. Yes. J- J- Jay's answer is yes. Um, <laughs> I'm agreeing. I mean, you can say the same thing about the chick at the hotel, man. You, you know, she goes through the whole movie as being this kind of naive, you know, woman and 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 that's exactly what she is up until the end of it is just this naive kind of you know Ugh. innocent kind of person man and and you know that's what way she is throughout the whole movie true um yeah well i i just i don't know i i think i was more interested in the psychic mystery part of this movie way more than the puppets and so i wanted more of that story to come out i wanted to know more about these characters that makes sense. Um, but I did think the story was actually pretty strong. Um, for what it was, I just don't think it was flushed out enough. I think I think there was actually a really good story uh, hidden in this movie for some for a really cool psychic mystery. But then we have puppets that kind of cheapened everything. Um, the pacing was fine. I felt like the movie went along at no point was i ever like hurry the fuck up um but i don't think the movie had much of an atmosphere uh like kenneth did you feel there was an atmosphere in this movie not really because it really didn't it it really didn't have any like major you know other than the other than you know looking through uh, blade's eyes as you run across the floor other than that there really wasn't any major cinematography to this to convey an atmosphere i mean it was you know it, it in my opinion, it was one of those things where even though the angles and everything were done well for just from a shooting standpoint, other than that, it's something that you and I could have done with a camcorder. Yeah. Now, for the special effects kills in gore, Jay, I'm going I'm to throw this one to you um, as our resident gore hound. Uh, how did you feel about it in this movie? Um, I'd give it a solid... Uh, see, I'm... I feel like the special effects, like with the puppets and stuff, was really good. But I feel like there's missed opportunities with the gore, especially when you have puppets with drills on their heads and shit. For real. Goddamn. Um, so I'm really torn between wanting to give it a really good score okay, for all okay. the really the awesome it. puppet work. Wow. How do you feel about the special effects? Special effects, I'd give an eight easy. Okay. How do you feel about the gores? The gore, the probably, gores. Probably a five. Okay, I, I I think I agree with you on that. I really like the the puppets, but the kills and gore completely left so much more to be desired. Uh, Kenneth, you got anything to add on that? 
I'm just sitting here thinking about all the shit that you could accomplish with Blade and that hook. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's. I re- mean, if you. Oh, I got it. Let's remake. I know what you did last summer, but with Blade. And that'd be cool. Yeah. I just got to contact Wesley Snipes. He killed those teenagers good. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, that's what I was thinking. Just like I think it'd be really cool if, like, Pinhead grabbed a hold of somebody and fucking just eat, went, got them around the throat and crushed, you know what I'm saying, crushed their neck and everything. I think that'd be, I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, I do wish they would have named Pinhead something besides Pinhead because every time I hear Pinhead, you're the puppet's not what I'm thinking about. Right, and I had a really, I thought about that earlier when I was watching it, and I had a really, really cool name for him in my head, and now I can't remember it. For Pinhead? Yeah, for Pinhead I had a cool name. Is it as cool as Drill Sergeant? Because I'm just saying. No, no, that one was actually really good. I I think we should just say fuck it and call him Bronson and be done with it. Oh my god. Uh, (laughs) You know what someone said the other day? that Okay, Kenneth, you've seen the movie Bronson, right? Yeah. Okay. I haven't. I haven't. I, I I actually have not either. So I only watched the scene that refer that was for this, and I don't think it, and I can't tell you if it gives anything away, but I don't think it does. Okay. Someone I posted a picture of myself. I think in like the twenty two shots group or something because it had to do with some shit. Um, and uh, someone said I look like the guy who Bronson pours tea for, like Bronson pours tea for a cop for like a cop or guard or some shit and then he pulls tea for this other guy that just walks in the room I don't remember that I don't remember well enough I'd have to go back okay. and watch it but apparently I look like that guy cuz I've only seen it like twice okay well and, anyway and the biggest the biggest things that I remember about it is I remember Tom Hardy's performance was fucking amazing and uh how shot out the movie was fair enough well Back on topic, uh, so I agree with Jay on, on all of that. I think there's a lot to be de- desi- left to be desired for the kills and the gore, but the special effects were actually really good. Um, as for, is this movie scary? Is the horror disturbing? I'm never scared in this movie. And unless, honestly, you're scared of dolls or puppets, you're not going to be scared in this movie the only disturbing thing in this at all is literally the leech lady. The, the, her throwing up leeches is, is pretty disturbing. I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's. Because I'm really because like the music and everything in this movie really gave it kind of more of a a, a whimsical yes. kind of feel to it when you're when you're watching it, you know. And I, I really really enjoyed that part of it because I, I mean it almost is like even though you're watching these little things run around and kill people, you almost want to just like oh my god, I just want to play with it. You know what I mean when you're watching it, even though these things are killing folks. You know I, what I mean. I am so glad you said that. I've been trying to figure out what word I wanted for the music because I just while watching, I'm like, why does this seem like a little kids adventure movie? Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? Am I watching Peter Pan? Did someone change this and not tell me? Did my Blu-ray have the wrong score? Were these recalled? Um, <laughs> whimsical. That is, yes, that is the fucking proper word. Holy shit. Um, okay, let's get into best scene, worst scene. Um, uh, I think my favorite scene is actually the opening where Andre kills himself. I, I yeah. actually... 
I like that it really sets up the mystery, which is my favorite part of this film. And I, I think because of that, I, I think the rest of the film benefits a lot from it. Um, Jay, I know you said you really like that scene also. Is that your favorite scene? I like it for how gory it is. I love a good visual suicide scene. Yeah, mostly because one day Jay and I are probably going to react, reenact them. Um, I tried. I keep coming back. Pain in the dick. Yeah. Well, Jay, sometimes you just have to accept that you're a failure in life and you're just going to have to finish. (laughs) You're going to have to finish naturally and deal Uh, with it. Terrible. The rope keeps snapping. The gun keeps jamming. The the fan just fell, just fucking broke right off. This was not good craftsmanship. Uh, Man, you can't be cool like an Indiana Jones and ride around on the fucking ceiling fan. It just ain't going to happen. I really want, like, a movie where, like, there's two suicides in the movie. And one is a guy who, like, breaks into, like, uh, I guess his girlfriend's fucking house or something and hangs himself but on a really sturdy fan that's actually spinning. So when she comes in, she gets just fucking kicked in the face by his fucking feet. As he's spinning. And, uh, that's just one more. That's just the final. Take that, bitch. Yes. Okay. And this next one is actually my idea. If my life ever got so fucking bad that I wanted to end it. And, like, I was down in the dumps. Like, it has to be absolute shit. I got to be homeless and, like, addicted to drugs and, like, uh, sucking dick. Uh, not for free, but to actually gain things. Um... I'm going to sacrifice myself to either really, really ruin someone's life or help them save their life. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a hooker. All right? <laughs> hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get a hooker, okay? We're, we're going to be having sex. I'm going to be hitting this doggy style, okay? I'm then going to slightly lean over her and then just, sl- like, as deep as I can slip my fucking throat and i mean gouge the fuck out of it so that i slump over on top of her i'm just bleeding everywhere i've got <laughs> ibs so you know like shitting myself is gonna be fucking terrible um it's just gonna be really bad and she's either gonna be like it's either gonna save her because it's gonna be like that moment where she's like i've hit rock bottom i've got to change this and she's gonna have a very successful life after that or it's going to fuck her for the rest of her life and she's never going to get better. She's going to actually go lower down in the hooker uh, food chain because she's going to be so fucked up on drugs. It's going to be worse. And it's a 50-50 flip on the coin which ways it's going to go, but I think it's worth that risk. I think we need to film this scene. I could turn that whole scene into a short movie. Dude, oh, dude, we could actually write I agree with Jay. We could write a short Uh, story on this. Who's it? I've got you. What letter it comes with. What letter I've does got, it come with? I've got you beat. S for suicide, duh. I've got you beat for uh, suicide plans, though. Okay, so, what's, what's yours? Let's, let's, I gotta hear this. If, I, if I'm doing it, I'm getting cargo pants with as many fucking pockets as I can. Okay, super I'm ultra filling, cargo pants. I'm filling up the pockets with fun-sized candies. I'm walking myself Wait, are you to killing the top yourself of the or are you going to fuck yes? kids? Listen, listen. I'm carrying myself to the top of the tallest building I can find. I'm flinging my fucking ass off that building. Splat. Candy explodes everywhere. Passerbys. Holy shit, he must have had a really terrible... Hey, look, Snickers! 
be careful. I hear people fuck pinatas. So. <laughs> I was just fixing to say, it'd be like if you threw a pinata off of a building. Oh my god. Uh, yours is definitely funnier than mine, for sure. Um, I, uh, uh, I admit, I stole that joke from a stand-up comedian. I heard this forever ago. I don't even know who it was. Oh. But I've always remembered it, and it always makes me laugh. That's, that is funny. Mine is legit, though. I've never... Uh, I, that's an idea I created. I've never stole it from anyone. Um, in fact, my, I have a comedian who has a really good, like, he talked like Doug Stanhope is the type of comedian who literally has a story where a fan postponed their own suicide because they found out that the next week Doug Stanhope was coming to close enough to their town that they could go to the show. So they waited to go see the show and then afterwards killed themselves. And Doug Stanhope actually feels really bad because he was like, that show that he came to, I completely fucking phoned in because I had been in the desert for three days doing drugs with a bunch of people and I didn't want to do this and we just forgot that we had booked this comedy show right after the drug binge. And so I phoned it in and he's like, I feel so bad because when the dude's sister contacted me to tell me about it, I was just like, God damn it. And so from this day forth, I just I, I, I don't phone in comedy shows because it might be one of my fans' last shows. Wow. Uh, damn. Yeah, Doug That's Stanhope is one of the greatest comedians ever. He has a story about how he helped his mom commit suicide. He has a story about the guy who comes up and tells him the perfect way to, to, to kill themselves, which involves a rope tied to your feet and a rope tied to your head where the rope tied to your, around your neck is sh- or head is shorter than the rope attached to your feet or some shit like that. Um, or the rope to your feet is... Sh- I don't know. Somehow they do it to where one of the rope's shorter so it rips your fucking head off. Carbon monoxide poisoning is the most harmless way to kill yourself. Most painless, sorry, not harmless. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> I was about to say, I'd fucking probably harmless. just do like a uh, shit ton of painkillers no. or something. Yeah. It's, Go it's to sleep. painless, painless. Anyway, it up. don't kill yourself, guys. Call somebody, talk to somebody. Yes. Uh, not be, Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, If you want to kill yourself, I'm fine. To quote Doug Stanhope, life's like bestiality porn. It ain't for everyone, okay? If you, if you have ran through all the options and you want to kill yourself, I'm not going to sit here and call you a coward or any of that shit. Uh, I, I just don't believe it's a coward's way out. That's just my personal opinion. I think sometimes... Uh, the movie sucks, and you walk out of the theater before it finishes. But, I don't think this is the best topic of conversation. Uh, <laughs> but and, and and this is coming from someone who who thinks about suicide a lot, uh, and Jay's the same way. Run through your fucking options first, okay? At least try something. Put yourself in a fucking hospital. Uh, call someone. Think about the people around you. There are steps you can take before you actually kill yourself. I, I, I know me personally, I have told everyone who's who's in my life, I've told Kenneth this, I've told my mom this. I actually told my mom this today because I like to remind her. Uh, don't worry, I will come to you and tell you if suicide is becoming more of an option. If it goes, because I think about suicide every day, that's just how I am. For I can't stop it, I don't know why. But it's no more than me just fantasizing it and romanticizing it. It's not me actually uh, going through, like actually planning it, going through with it. So 
my safeguard is when it actually gets to that step, I will come and tell you. And when I do, take it seriously. Put me in a hospital, lock me the fuck away, do something. And that's my safeguard. Have a safeguard. Have people who honestly will be there for you. And I don't mean your fucking friends on Facebook who will repost a suicide hotline status. I mean people who actually give a fuck about you. And I know this got all serious, uh, but fuck it. I, well, Message I can't me. sit here and say that I hadn't thought about, you know, fucking goddamn being in the car or something like that, pulling a fight club and just driving off the fucking road. Dude, you know what I think about a lot? And, and, I've, and I've actually thought about this while I've been in the car with you before, Kenneth. Just grabbing the wheel of the 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 wheel, because I'm always the passenger because I don't drive. Just grabbing that wheel and running into oncoming traffic. Or opening the door and just jumping the fuck out. Why couldn't you have done that when we were riding in the truck? I was trying so hard to figure out a way to get rid of that goddamn truck. Because I didn't want to kill us, Kenneth. You wouldn't have. It was a fucking Chevy Silverado. It would have fucked it up, but it wouldn't have killed us. Well. I had gap insurance. <laughs> so does my bitch. But if you do that, um, but if you do that shit in my Toyota, if, you better hope that we don't live through oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was the original topic of all this? Uh, best scenes. Kenneth. What is your best? What is your best scene of the movie? Oh fuck us! My favorite one is actually I, I mentioned it before when dude pulls back the covers and the three heads are underneath the covers. That yeah. was my favorite one. Okay. Um, worst scene to the movie to me is Chris's death, just because that's such a missed opportunity. Um, does anyone else have a, a, another scene that they think is the worst scene? Jay, where are you at? Um. No, no, I'm I'm in agreement with that. Uh, Kenneth. Hmm. Man, I, I I honestly really didn't care for any of the leech woman at all. Really, I but I find it so fucking creepy. I mean, it's not the fact that I don't find it creepy or anything. It's just she, to me, she's she's the puppet that doesn't. I agree with you there. That's like under plot holes and stupid shit. It literally just says, "How the fuck?" Uh, I don't even. I didn't even type this full sentence. I just said, "How the fuck?" Leech woman, no sense. <laughs> and then I after that, love I, your I, notes. Yeah, after I that, love I your just fucking notes. I just have at all. Like I know. Like literally, it's how the how the fuck leech woman, no sense. Period. At all, period. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not the fact that I didn't find her creepy. She was very creepy. It's just she doesn't, you know, I don't know. It's just she doesn't mesh with the others to me. She doesn't fall into the same, you know, for lack of a better term, the same box as the rest of them. You know, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing Uh for most people. But for me, it just... You know, it kind of, she was the one that kind of threw me out of it. Huh. You know, Puppet Master 2 has a 5.5 on IMDb, and Puppet Master 1 only has a 5.7. But I'm looking, the puppets return and hunt paranormal researchers in an attempt to take their brain fluid for their master. So do you have to be, you have to make the the fluid out of psychics? Or just paranormal researchers? I don't know. Or that, it's, like, just it's just people. Hey, are it's you an people. empath? I need your fucking brain. 
It was just people. My favorite thing about the second one is the uh, torch. Torch. Oh my god, he was I, badass. I was actually about to ask you. I see a guy who's shooting flame out of his fucking arm. Uh, does he have? Does he? Does he? Instead of creating leeches, does he create fucking gas? No, he's a flamethrower. How he's does he have flamethrower? Does he have a canister? He's got mechanics inside of him for that. Yeah, this, and in that one, they actually in the second one they they go into what's actually inside the puppet. Actually, there's a there's a scene where they're like, "Go kill this guy and bring them back to me," and Torch just like completely burns them to a crisp, and he's like, "Stop setting things on fire!" Oh my god, so yeah. funny. Puppet and, Master and, and his top teeth are bullets. Oh my god! So Puppet yeah, Master yeah. three has an IMDb rating of six point one. Oh shit! I'm actually better. watching that right now. And it says a puppeteer's ability to bring inanimate objects to life attracts the attention of Nazis during World War II. So I'm guessing this is the prequel to the yeah, first this one. one. Yeah, sure. this one. I'm, like I said, I'm watching it right now, and it takes place uh, back then. It's like uh, when you see Toulon at the height so, of his uh, when does it of, get bad? of his career. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Puppet Master 4 has a 5.3. A young scientist and his friends, upon being attacked by demons, are protected by a gang of animated puppets. What? How does that fucking work in it? What? Me, personally, I think they get better as they progress. Holy shit. Puppet Master 5. 5.2. The puppets battle their most powerful enemy yet as they protect their new master from the demon god that created the secret of life. <laughs> What the fuck? Welcome to Puppet Master. Okay. Yeah, what the what the fuck? Okay, hold up. Hold up. I got to see how how much further these go how, like if they get better worse. Okay, Puppet Master 5 is a 5.2. Where what's You need to watch Doll Man. Doll Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's what's next? Pu- uh, Curse of the Puppet Master 1998. Yeah. And then... uh, okay, so that one has a four. A scientist attempts to master the art of transferring people's souls into puppets. And then after that, you have Retro Puppet Master, which has a 4.2. In the late 19th century, an Egyptian, an ancient Egyptian sorcerer discovers the art of transforming the souls of the dead into inanimate objects. So does that link up with the demon who has the secret of life? And then you have Puppet Master... The Legacy, which is 3.3. Okay, so apparently at Curse of the Puppet Master, they that's where they start getting bad because that's got a lower than 5 rating. Retro has a lower than 5 rating, and Legacy has a lower 5 rating, which the Legacy description is just this. Peter Hertz tells a woman the story of Andre Toulet and his puppets. <laughs> that's the entire fucking story. Description. That's from 2003. Uh, what's after that? Is there... Puppet Master X. Oh, Jesus. That's from yeah, 2012. Axis of Evil. Uh, well, this is X Axis Rising. Oh, that's what I mean. Sorry. I don't know. I just want to say of evil. Uh, that one's from 2012. It has a 4.2 rating. I'm not going to read the description of that because now I just want to know what is there. Axis of Evil was 2010. Oh, so, th- so I skipped one. Uh, there was one in 2010 called Axis of Evil, which was a 4.5. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Fuck that shit. I, I don't. Okay. I'm gonna watch a couple of these Puppet Master movies now because I I want to know. Um, yeah, and our our collection, mine and Jay's, goes all the way up to Axis of Evil. Ah. And then the collection that we have has the first three Killjoys on them, which if you've never watched those, they're actually kind of amusing. 
I've never seen them. Yeah, they, they're so stupid, they're funny. Is that um, a clown? Then, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of clowns, uh, Alex in this uh, uh, movie <laughs> kind of reminded me of um, Bill from It. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but he did. So, anyway. Oh, man, this sucks. This ain't got the first demonic toys on it. How dare they cheat you? It's got the second one, but it ain't got the first one. It's fucking lame. Well, I can't watch the second one if I've never seen the first one. What kind of world do you think this is? But, uh, yeah, my favorite uh, Killjoy movie is the one where he's in hell. That one's pretty funny. Interesting. So, all right, let's rate this motherfucker. Um, uh, Jay, I think you're going to be the lowest, so let's start with you. Uh, overall, I'd give it a six. Six? Okay. Yeah. Um, Kenneth, where are you at? About the same, six, six point five. I mean, it was amusing and it wasn't fucking terrible, but it wasn't the greatest shit in the world either. Okay. Um, I gave it a seven point five. Um, I think it needed more kills and a uh, better gore, but I think the story is really, really solid, and I wanted to know more about these characters. And um, I really dug the psychic fucking part of it. I, I want to know more about the psychic uh sex stuff not for any perverted reasons i'm just saying let's let's dig into that more uh i need to know about sexual paranormal investigations um so i dug it uh the dolls were kind of even though the movie's supposed to be about the dolls i didn't really care about the dolls i cared more about the the psychic mystery but the dolls were fun they were cool i liked i give it a 7.5 that might be a little high i might be being really generous here um, but hey, you like what you like. It's all good. I thought I thought it was a good horror movie. I think it was it was fine. I liked it. Um, so I think that's it. Um, the the next show that will come out, uh, I think the next three shows are gonna go like this, guys. Don't quote me. Uh, but here's my quote. Um, the <laughs> Don't next quote me. The next show after this will be a interview with. JP shot of 22 shots, um, which will be like the first, we did an interview with Alex Edwards of the skeleton crew, but that was just kind of on the moment. This one with JP is going to be a little bit more, uh, flushed out. Um, but it will be a return to the last blank on the side of the road. This will be the last shot at the end of the bar for JP shot. And I will be talking to him about his podcast, 22 shots of moods and horror, uh, Netflix and chill, uh, the Vestron video podcast, Married with Children podcast, and just random horror shit. I did ask questions in the 22 Shots group. If you have any questions for them, you can go in there and drop them in there. I have taken all those questions down. After that, hopefully, we will be reviewing uh, Scarehouse and doing a interview with the director, which he actually has some story about Charles Band and Full Moon uh, because apparently his father actually worked with them some. So we'll have some cool dun, shit dun, there. Dun. Ties in with this. Um, and then after that, we will be returning to the Coliseum. We are doing Horror Coliseum, Silence of the Lambs versus Seven. We're going to give the title out Best 90s Thriller. And uh, props to Kenneth. He actually came up with this one. Uh, so that, yeah. that will be our next three shows. After that, we, we, we do have tons of ideas for shows we're going to do. Um, 
So we'll probably put up a poll and let y'all decide our next show after that as we get closer to it. Unless I just go, we're fucking doing this. Um, we're going to interview random hookers and see which one wants blood all over the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because <laughs> obviously my life's done. I just, uh, I'm going to interview uh, uh the... Well, see now, now I want to do this, but I don't. I, but I don't want to do it literally because I don't want to be without my my baby Jerry Bear. So it's, hold up, times out. It's Jerry Bear, not Jerry Bear. The fuck kind of no, no, Care I Bear, Jerry Bear. Jerry Bear. Well, it's goddamn Jerry Bear. Guys, I want guys. Mine. Anyhow, let's keep the okay. lover spat off the show, please. We can talk about this when we're done recording. Right. Well, you know, fuck it then. You want to get your throat slit? Get your throat slit. Anyhow, I want to see. I want. I want to get some kind of figure out some kind of way that we can do this, and for it not to be real. You know, it it actually it's like, not that hard. Well, no. Here's the thing: we could we could either write a short story or a script for this pretty easily because it's not like there's going to be that much into it. It's a prologue setting up me as a character, uh, why I'm doing it, getting the hooker, doing it, and then ending it. You got to leave it open. You don't want to tell them what the hooker did. That's for the sequel after it. I want to do it as a prank. Uh, oh, as a prank. Oh. I thought you meant like us actually doing Because I was going to say, writing a short story and a script for this would be easy. And this would not be that hard to fucking film. Like, Okay, let's film that scene. Just that part of it. We can do the rest of it normally. But let's do just that part of it as a prank. Because I want the realism. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm serious. I as want a prank the realism. for who? I, I don't care. I want to see the genuine fear. We'll go to, we'll go to fucking Reno and we'll do it there. But I want to see the genuine fear. Alrighty then. I don't know what. I don't. Is. I think that might get us arrested. <laughs> I feel like yeah. What? Are, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Not if we go to Reno. Prostitution's legal there. Yeah, but faking yourself. Yeah, they're an established business, which means they can call the cops on us. I didn't say to the bunny ranch. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but if prostitute, we do this where prostitution is illegal because then we have less chance of them calling the cops on us after they're pissed, and we can just be like, "Here's an extra." I don't you know, want to get killed by a pimp. Well, right. that's why we bring extra money in cocaine, and we go, "We're just fucking around." Sorry, here's an extra payment as a bonus. Yeah, but Thank see, you. then I won't get. Then if we do that, I won't get my genuine fear because she'll be a host so fucked up that she won't realize that it's real. Also, Ish. before you do the blood thing, we should actually just have sex with her too. Right. So anyway, Jerry guys, can just, that's Jerry kill can the just cast. Go last. So Jerry can get the sloppy third. <laughs> Jerry can just go last. Oh I mean, if we're going to pay for a hooker, we might as well use her. I'm just saying. Hey, man, she, you know, after we scare the shit out of her, she at least needs to get paid well for her services. I mean, because fuck, you know, goddamn, she's, she's a working girl. I said we were going to bring extra money and co- extra cocaine. Right. I, I mean, well, no, know. I don't want to coke that. I want to. I want a high class hooker. No, we're not going to give her cocaine until afterwards. <laughs> I don't want an STD. And then on top of that, I mean, for all bitch, you we're know, getting a hooker. Out. You better bring some penicillin with you and man the fuck up. Hey, man, not necessarily, dude. Not all. Not all. Okay, the, I don't uh, have. Crack I don't have Charlie you know Sheen saying? hooker money. Okay. I mean, they're not all of them are crack whores. I mean, this you know, this girl could be putting I, herself through college I got, or something. I got, you never know. I got about the same amount of fucking hooker money that the people that made Puppet Master probably have right now. Okay, it's not listen, a lot. I, just, res- I okay, got listen, I got an, I got girls. a better idea. I've just written the script in my head. All three of us get together, and Jerry's plan is to kill himself in front of us and the hooker. Then we just hire this person as an actress. 
and don't really have to pay them anything. What are we? This will be good for your career. We'll give you <laughs> yes, exposure. Exactly. Not real money, but exposure. Independent film seeks actress looking to pad resume. Perfect. Yeah, I know somebody that'd probably be down. I'm gonna. Say, they gotta have sex with us though. <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> he still wants to have actual. We're going for realism. Yes. Why aren't you, well, like, why aren't you filming Jay fucking me? We're going for realism. Who the hell would want to fuck? Oh my god. Yo, no, no, this is what. So Jay, okay, Jay's fucking her, and she's like, I don't understand why we're fucking if the camera's not rolling. We're going for realism. <laughs> you need to get into character. Less lip, more blowjob. Come on, <laughs> Kenneth, jump in there. I'm directing this. Go. Alright. <laughs> what the fuck is kill the cast at this point, guys? I um, don't know. Okay, that's <laughs> it. We're done. We're out uh, of here. Copyrighted 2018, kill the cast. 2018, 2017, Jay. Well, fuck, man. I'm so confused about Hooker's suicide. It's <laughs> Sunday. Okay, hold on. It's Sunday, June 25th, uh, 2017, 10 16. PM Central Time, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, North America, United States, some shit. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher. We are proudly part of the Horophilia Network, which will, which will 100% uh, uh, be nice. backing this idea. And uh, obviously, uh, Jason is, is all about... Uh, help being the executive producer for this uh we'll get joey uh from slice and dice dreadcast and death by podcast to be the script writer i uh, don't know i want to write it oh you want to write it well joey's yeah. but yeah but joey's I like, like literally either a way fucking college either way you know we're just writing. hoping because that's just after this show drops you know i got a feeling that it's not going to be all these things that y'all are hoping for you know, it's been a great run of horophilia. <laughs> we're, we're all getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not be surprised. Okay, so here's what's up, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us, watching us, liking us. Check out our YouTube. Check out our Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Um, check out uh, Scarehouse. I'm going to leave a link to the director's website uh the director is gavin michael booth i'm gonna leave a link to his uh website where you can actually find music videos he's done and the movie that he directed called the scare house watch it check it out because here in the future we're gonna have him on he's a super cool dude he was awesome as shit i've been i was talking to him all day today uh we're gonna review his movie and then do an interview with him so links will be in the description check out all that shit we're super stoked. If you want to get on Horror Pack because you're like, oh, Jerry, I want a movie about uh, someone raping a goddamn pinata. Why am I not in this? Well, there is a link in the description for you to join Horror Pack and get $3 off and support Kill the Cast. So do that. You can do DVD or Blu-ray. I recommend Blu-ray because we're snobs. Let's be honest. Just, well, well remind them that the movies you get are completely different. It's not the same four movies on DVD. Correct. You can get the the DVD set and the Blu-ray set are completely different. Um, you'll get uh, an, a horror pack exclusive movie, which is really cool, and uh, you'll get a. And sometimes you also will get a horror pack signed. They do signed ones every once in a while, and it's pretty cool. It's twenty five bucks. You get four Blu-rays. Um, 
and it's pretty good. And even if you get one you already have, that's trade bait. Give it to a friend. Uh, pay your hookers with it. You know, I'm sure they accept that. I'm sure uh, I'm going to pay a hooker with Killer Pinata. You best believe that. <laughs> or, or if it's a movie that you really didn't care for that one of your other buddies oh, really, God damn really it, liked, Kenneth. you can give it to him. Kenneth, you know? okay, you know, I'm going to leave it up to the audience. Okay, here we go. If y'all want me to give Kenneth my Death, Deathgasm Blu-ray, okay, um, I, I I need y'all to do something for me. I'm not just gonna give it to Kenneth for free. Fuck him. He he's he's trying to fucking uh, scar the life of a prostitute without actually killing himself. What kind of pussy ass shit is that? I ain't down <laughs> with that. Uh, so here's what I want y'all to do. So if someone leaves us an iTunes review that tells me to give Kenneth Deathgasm uh, in the next. By the end of July, I'll do it. Now, uh, you are disqualified if uh, you know Kenneth in real life. Uh, sorry, Kenneth, I'm not. <laughs> I am not letting you cheat. Uh, go uh, fuck and yourself. just for the listeners out there that are listening, but keep in mind, Deathgasm is a metalhead horror movie. I'm a metalhead. Jerry is not. I am. Remember that. I am. Uh, oh, and you know what? Actually, before we get out of here, real quick. I actually uh, want to read some of our iTunes reviews. We have three, and remember, at 10, we're doing a Yay. giveaway. So, nice. let's start with Nudie28, who gave us five stars and titled it No Red Herring Here. And Nudie is from NFW Podcast. I was just on there. We did uh, Shark Attack 3 Megalom. It was tons of fucking fun. He says, funny, informative, and funny. These chumps deliver and no red herring in sight. Listen to these guys. You will laugh. You will cry. You will enter manhood. Wait, what? Strike that. Reverse it. Just listen and enjoy. Thank you, Nudie. <laughs> Next, we have Simple Guy 13. And if there's anything I know about Simple Guy 13, because I don't know who he is, um, that he's a simple dude. You know, he doesn't listen to Simple Plan. He's too simple for even Simple Planet, but he knows good stuff. So what he <laughs> says, he gave us... Uh, a five-star review, and he said, The newest show on the Horophilia Network is a welcome addition and follows the footsteps of other great shows. These guys have a great sense of humor and knowledge of the horror genre. Keep up the good work, and if anyone is on the fence about this show, get off of it and get downloading. Kill the Cast is a lot of fun. You know, he's just a simple guy who likes the number 13, horror movies, and knows good podcasts. Trust him. Okay, the last one is is not a name. Uh, it's called Killer. Uh, Kill the Cast is Killer Five Star Review by AES nine zero two one zero, and he says Jerry Kenneth and Jay really know how to bring it. They have such a great perspective on horror films. It's such a great time every time because of the passion that is evident in their reviews. This is a podcast I will always have in my rotation. So. Thank you to our first three reviewers. And technically, uh, Watson did give us a review, but it was on our old uh, uh, feed. He was the only person that reviewed us on our old feed. So, Watson, you have to do it again on this feed or else I'm not counting it. So, ha. Fuck you, Watson. I love you. I want to make love to you. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you to everyone who has given us a iTunes review. Everyone. And and a big, big thank you to the next person that's going to tell Jerry to give me Death Chasm. Awesome. Guys, you do it. I will send him Deathgasm. You will get a picture of him holding Deathgasm. I will I will fucking legit send that shit. In fact, if you do it, 
I will also send Jay some random movie, DVD or Blu-ray. I don't know, but I'll hook him up too, and I'll send him something. And uh, If I get Deathgasm, I'll send Jay something as well. Well, no, I was actually going to say, yay, everybody send me things. Yeah, we're just, just send everything to Jay. Um, <laughs> I love things. Uh, so, oh, Jay, did I tell you I bought the uh, Akira Steelbook Blu-ray? I saw that you did. Yeah, I bought that bitch. I couldn't help it. I couldn't fucking help it. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, Radar iTunes, and you could be entered into a chance to win something from my stash, which includes Funko Pops of the Friday the 13th Part 5 Jason and uh, Hellraiser Part 3 Pinhead. There's also DVDs of Audition, Imprint, Cannibal Holocaust, Ultraman, I Spit on Your Grave. There's Blu-rays like Cloverfield, Goodfellas, a bootleg of Godzilla Destroy All Monsters, Hellboy. I want that. The bootleg of Destroy All Monsters? Yeah. Okay, that's what Jay will get. I don't have to buy it. Yeah, it's actually a really good bootleg. Um, That is what Jay will get. He will get a bootleg of Destroy All Monsters if you comment about Kenneth deserving Deathgasm. That's what Jay will get. Uh, I also have Blu-rays of John Carpenter's The Thing and Jaws, uh, the standard The Thing that doesn't have any special features. Jay, which, because uh, I know you like the Matrix, which version of the Blu-ray do you have? I have the Ultimate Box Set. The Ultimate Box Set? Yeah. Okay, because okay, I've got the individual Is it in uh, the trash one. Can? No, the I'll individual one that is the iridescent book with the uh, with the disc in the book. Oh. I don't know what that is. You'll have to send me a picture of it or something. I will, but it's like, you know, got pages of a bunch of stuff and whatever else, and I'll send it to you, send you a I picture. I think mine has a book, too. Okay. So I'm not sure. It's uh, a pretty big box set. Anyway, fuck the Matrix. That's it, guys. That's it. We're getting I'll out of here. murder you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, do all the shit I said, and we will see you uh, next time. It'll be just me uh, me interviewing JP for the next one, and then after that, hopefully you'll, you, you will either get us interviewing uh the director booth of uh fucking uh scarehouse or you'll get a horror costume one of the two so thank you everyone for joining us for kill the cast we love you uh remember to tip your hookers and we will see you next time yeah